and welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie, the podcast where we talk about all the things that scare the shit out of us and a few things that don't. I'm Becky and I'm looking at my cat Harper. Hi, Harps. Oh, she's not talking right now. <laughs> uh, and I'm looking at my podcast, Marie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What are you fearing? Well, I, I'm fearing martial arts, actually. So been watching too much Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> no I well first of all I was fearing the movies a little bit too but so so once the movie theaters opened up James and I started going to the movies but then all of a sudden they got rid of those where you have to space out so really? now, yeah so you don't have to space out anymore you're supposed to still wear a mask but you can sit next to people so we stopped going to the movies for a while because of that because here in LA the movies are selling out and so then James is like well maybe if we find a showing because he wanted to go see that shang i think it's shang chi and the 10 rings i think it's like the number one movie in the country or something it's a marvel movie but anyway he wanted to go see it and i was like as long as it's a theater that's not sold out we can go see it and i was worried when i went to see it that it was gonna be one of those movies that i took a nap during sounds like i would but but i'm telling you by the end of it i was like i want to do karate again and I was like, I'm going to work on my push-ups. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was all pumped up. Yeah. I, I even came home and like went for a walk. I'm like, I'm going to get into fitness again. And then I just started remembering why I decided to stop attempting karate. Cause it's like something I'll attempt every 10 years for some reason. And when I got my yellow belt, I like broke a board and knocked myself out and I was like doing my test with five-year-olds. It was ridiculous. (laughs) But as I'm sitting there watching the other levels, just two levels up from yellow, people are doing flying kicks and stuff. Uh I'm like, I will hurt myself bad. I will break my ankle. This will be the beginning of like some chronic hip issue that I'm going to have on into my old age. It'll put me in a freaking wheelchair. Yes. So I think I should maintain my fear of martial arts, even though the movie inspired me. It's very good. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Are you watching Cobra Kai? Mm -mm. Oh, do you know what Cobra Kai is? I do know what Cobra Kai is. Yeah. It sounds like a horrible idea. Cobra Kai sounds like a horrible idea. And yet it is so well done. Even if you're not interested in Karate Kid or any of those, I don't, I barely even remember the movies truly, but I didn't really care. But it's really well done. It's really well done. It doesn't make me want to do it. It actually makes me not want to do it. Can't fathom. I mean, and everyone does it, but an activity that that gets you into shape where part of it is you're fighting someone. I can't fathom that. I just can't. I just can't. If it's boxing or kickboxing or I don't care if it's arm wrestling. But I would love to be in like a female fight club. I would totally do that. I know you would. (laughs) I know you would. When James was a kid, his family like documented everything on video. And when Karate Kid came out, him and his three brothers came home from that very inspired by Karate Kid. And I think James might have been like eight or nine and the others were much younger and they were getting sticks and they were putting them on cinder blocks and like doing the like breathe in, breathe out and chopping them. And the sticks got progressively bigger and bigger and the dad's recording and he did not stop James from putting a log on on there. Did he break his hand? 
he didn't break his hand, but he like hit it really hard. And then you could see him turn away from the camera because I think he was going to cry. <laughs> oh, James. <laughs> and Aww. his dad was laughing. I'm like, what a psycho. <laughs> well, that's a precursor to all the YouTube videos of dads filming their kids doing horrible things and laughing at them, right? Yeah. Like, People you- make a whole living off that. I think I would stop my kid from like trying to chop a log with her I mean I know you got to let your kids make their mistakes but but come on man that's just... be a costly mistake for you as well right <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's all fun and games until you have to pay an ER <laughs> exactly exactly okay so we're fearing that good yeah what are you fearing my dear I am officially fearing deep fake videos. Mm. That's my official fear for the day. How familiar are you with deep fake video stuff? So they're they're basically like making someone appear to be doing something that they're not really doing. I can yeah. see doing that like photoshopping something, but it's curious to me how you would do it with video. That's what makes the story so interesting. So my sources I got most of what I got is a very well-written article from Cosmo and Vice and the New York Times. And we will put all that on our website, fearthispodcast.com. By the way, if you've never been to our website, every episode has its own webpage. So it's got all our sources and kind of the jokes that we're going to talk about. And it tells you a little bit about what each episode's about, just so you know. I've never really explained why you, you go to our website other than life-changing content. So there you go. Um, but if you want our sources, they're all going to be listed out on, on each episode's webpage. The first thing that I'm fearing, because when I was starting to research this, I was really focused on the deep fake cheerleading mom, which should not be confused with the Texas cheerleader murdering mom, which is something we talked about Wanda Holloway a few episodes ago, I think. I don't remember. Time has no meaning anymore, but we did talk about her. And this mom was the one I was interested in because she was accused of deep fake video stalking kind of stuff and so then I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole on what's really going on with deep fake videos what do they really mean where are we now where are we going to go and I found this story I'm going to read this part to you because it's like I just want to see if anything jumps out at you that before I get to the, the cheerleading mom so this is in India Rohan Basin a 33 year old marketing professional received an Instagram follow from somebody who was friends with someone he knows, but he didn't know, but he accepted the friend request. Well, then this person starts DMing and trying to get his WhatsApp phone number. So after he didn't give her his WhatsApp phone number, she began video calling him on the Instagram app. And he says, I ignored the calls, but I finally answered the phone after eight or seven or eight calls from her. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you a PSA. If someone's calling you seven or eight times and you don't answer, don't answer. Block them and move on with your life because... Well, this is interesting, actually, because it's something I've been dealing with recently with LinkedIn, right? Because I'm trying to hire people. And so I put like a little posting saying that I'm hiring. And I grapple with if people are inappropriate for the job, do I respond or not? Because I don't necessarily want to start a dialogue, but... I feel bad that people never get a response. Do you know? Yeah, then don't don't respond if you're worried about that. That's my answer. Right, right. Because Because the minute you respond, you open up a dialogue. Yeah. You'll get the trying to convince you. You'll you get the please tell me why not. 
you'll get somebody trying to sell you on themselves. Exactly. Just put in the thing that says, if you don't hear from me, assume after a certain amount of time that you're not the right candidate or something like that. Right. Yeah. Because any response invites more. Any response invites more. Even if it's to pick up the phone like this guy to say, stop calling me, you've invited them into your life and they're going to keep calling. Right. So he picks up the phone. Okay. On the video, Instagram phone call. And he says this quote, on the other side was a naked woman performing obscene acts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It took me around 15 seconds to figure out what was going on and I disconnected the call. <laughs> 15 seconds. It's my favorite part of that story. <laughs> and what were you doing in that 15 seconds, bruh? <laughs> How long, Marie, if you wow. picked up a video and somebody's doing something obscene? 15 whole, think about how long that is, right? I could sit here in silence with you for 15 seconds, and that's a long fucking time. No, I so, think during our ASMR episode, I did sit in silence for 15 seconds or 30 seconds while you were silent, laughing, seizuring. Yeah. I was and snorting. There was a lot of snorting in that episode. But that, but that's, that is what is so crazy to me about the internet and all these ways, portals where you can commun- communicate with people, the inappropriateness of people. Yes, but there's a point here. It's not just how inappropriate she was. Okay. Okay. After that, the woman started sending him blackmail threatening messages saying, I will leak the video if you do not pay me because she created from him just sitting there apparently for 15 seconds, it looked like it was a video sex call and that the two of them were engaging in a sexual act together on the phone. Like she was doing that and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is so creepy for, you know, whatever. And then from that, she, like, what was he doing in the 15 seconds? That's what I want to know. What was he doing in the 15 seconds? But here's why it doesn't matter. Because it's very common in India and a lot of people are starting to get arrested for it. It was deep fake video blackmail. Okay. Okay. So if they get enough of your facial expressions, they can take that. And they could put it on to somebody doing something else, right? So it doesn't even need to be his body. They could take his face doing a, even if he's going, what's going on here with his face, they'll put it on somebody else's body and it looks real. Um, Well, he didn't pay. So this girl forwarded the video to everyone on his Instagram page, including his parents, his family, people he worked with, his friends. Um, And he got, he started getting messages from them saying, oh my God, what did you just send me? Like, right. But he says 15 seconds, but I don't know how long it takes for somebody to get your facial expressions enough to do this deep fake stuff. I don't know. Okay. But essentially what deep fake videoing is, is, is a video version of Photoshop, but people who create these deep fakes, they just need enough moving pictures of you to be able to put, put it all together using all these algorithms to make it look like you're doing whatever they want. And it came up this year, actually, with this story that happened in, um, I want to say Pennsylvania. I'm going to get it wrong. My stupid iPad. I feel Um, like I could make a deep fake video of me watching you eating a brownie batter that could really get you in some (laughs) deep shit. (laughs) 
full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> gentleman, hi man. Um, when I was eating the brownie batter, I was fully clothed, standing in my kitchen with two people surrounding me, but I had two pairs of glasses on my face. <laughs> so that's the part that's probably the most important. She says she was fully clothed. <laughs> what would you say? What would you say? I mean, there I are. I only stared at the porn for 15 seconds. I can't that's all say I what she was wearing when I encountered her <laughs> eating the brownie batter. That's all I can say. Oh my god. Oh my lord. Okay. Um Okay. Doylestown, Pennsylvania, population 8300, okay? So it's about an hour north of Philly. This happened with this group of of cheerleaders. So this is Cosmo and the New York Times who report this story that I'm kind of, that I'm combining how they told the story. Cause I think both of them had a very similar story telling style where they both open up the articles with descriptions of the gym where all these cheerleaders worked out in their competitive cheerleading squad, like the Viper or something, the, the Vipers and all the girls were ponytailed and, and there were some fancy SUVs picking them up. It's all the same scene, you know, and if you ever have lived in a town where football and cheerleading mattered, you know, the scene of how competitive cheerleading is and how much it's tied to social success and popularity. And it's just an important thing to a lot of people, as well as a very dangerous, dangerous sport as the story that just happened in um, North Texas, actually a young girl was one of the tumblers and she broke her neck and she's likely to be paralyzed for life. Mm-hmm. Just happened recently. So it can be very, very dangerous. Um, this oh, was one of those kinds sorry. of squads that would go to competitions, you know, where they do all this crazy aerial stunts and they do the pyramids where they're flying around and all this stuff, right? Right. So June of 2020. In this town, there's a girl and one of the articles names her because she was all over the news. She was on Good Morning America and stuff. I'm just going to call her Maddie without a last name. Hi, Walter. Yeah, that's Becky. Hi, Walter. You don't want to say hi? Say hi. Those of you who are familiar with our show, Walter is Marie's cat. always threatening to end her life. He's pretty big, right? Yeah, he could do it, too. He could take you out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Here we are. We know the scene. Population 8,200. The small town. All that matters is football and cheerleading. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. So Maddie, in June of 2020, turned on her phone after practice to find a series of messages from an anonymous caller. Anonymous caller. There was a voicemail that said, you should kill yourself. And a series of videos shared via text messaging that showed her doing things that she shouldn't be doing if she wanted to remain a cheerleader on this squad, okay? So there were the rules in this cheerleading squad that said you can't smoke, you can't vape, you can't drink, you can't do drugs, you, all these things. Not just in your cheerleading uniform, but like any time, any place. You will get thrown off the squad so fast because we expect that you're going to behave, your, you know, comport yourselves in a certain way. All right. So she starts receiving these messages she receives other weird messages saying things like calling her ugly or calling her a dog or saying that bad things are going to happen to her. And then the next month, the Vipers cheerleading coaches also started getting text messages with videos of Maddie's behavior. Now, did you read about this? I sent you one article. You read the one article, right? Right. Okay. So, so far it's like 
was somebody blackmailing somebody? What's really happening here? What's the point right. of all this, right? It's a very strange story. It's very strange. So and one of the videos co- of her like smoking and yeah, yeah. And so one of them is drugs. the coaches got an anonymous text message with a video, and it was grainy, but you could tell that it was this girl Maddie. And in the video, I didn't watch the video. I didn't, I looked for it for about 90 seconds. And I thought, I don't really care because y'all in the audience don't need me to watch it. I can describe it to you based on these other articles. So apparently on the video, Maddie is, is quote, nonchalantly pulling from a blue vape pen, releasing a controlled plume of artificially flavored smoke to the air. Now, apparently the angle was too close to make out exactly where she was, but she knew she was being filmed because at one point she looks right over at the camera. And she is, quote, laughing, looking casual, relaxed, and a little defiant. Now, the vaping video is obvious. It's, it's Maddie in the video. And she is violating the rules of conduct for the, the Vipers. Um, and when she was confronted with it from the coaches, she said, it is not me. She said, I went to the car and started crying. This is what she said on Good Morning America. I mean, this story blew up last year. The story just blew up last year. And she was on Good Morning America with her mother crying about it. She said, I was like, that is not me on that video. I thought if I said it, no one would believe me because obviously there's proof. It's a video, but the video was obviously manipulated. So that's what Maddie says. Now her mother, Jennifer, believed her. So Jennifer reports the video to the local police and added the fact that in the previous month, Maddie had been receiving those other weird voicemails about you should kill yourself and you're ugly or woof woof or whatever, right? Right. So there are also other photos of her that she was sent where she appeared nude and other photos where she was drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Maddie says, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Now it turns out two other moms received messages of their daughters as well on the team, other moms on the Vipers team. Smoking, nude, what? Like like one of them is Lena Bikini and one of them, this is my favorite weird, just like these two quotes are so weird. One of the moms received a photo of her own daughter wearing a bikini with captions written over the images saying things like toxic traits, revenge, dating boys and smoking. I'm like, toxic traits, revenge, dating boys. Okay. That's, weird. that's weird. Okay. Like what well, teenage girl doesn't have toxic traits. Like, you're like, it's all right. And who makes a video weird, right? like that? Right. Yes. It's so weird. And so then it says, and smoking, well, there's no pictures of her smoking. It's just pictures of her in a bikini. So it's like, where's the video of her smoking? So that's a weird part of it too. And another mom got a text saying that her daughter was quote, drinking at the shore. She smokes pot. Her screen name is, quote, Attention Whore 69. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's my password for everything. I mean, isn't that your password for everything? Yeah. Um, and, Imagine and having word- to tell that to, like, like the IT guys at work. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't get onto the server again. It's Attention password, Marie? <laughs> attention Whore 69. Uh, it's, uh, I'd spell it out. Capital A T T E N T I O N capital W because you gotta fool those Russians who are trying to fish. Lowercase H zero R E sixty nine. That's the that's right. her username. Okay, right. So police started investigating this, and they did all kinds of policey type things. Policey things. Policey things. 
you know, I went to Cambridge and they traced the text to a messaging platform called Pinger. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Um, I know what pinging is, but I don't know what pinger is. Pinger. Pinger, got it. We're pinging people through pinger. And what the police found was the source of these text messages with these videos and photos was another girl on the team's mother, okay? And the mom's name is Raffaella Spoon. And so the search warrant they got let them go into her home and confiscate everything you can think of. Search warrants are terrifying, I think. I mean, they got every computer in the house, every laptop, every Xbox, every television, because it was a smart television, everything. You know, it's just gross. Well, and we could even do an episode on search warrants because like I've seen some shows where police execute search warrants and like leave pervy stuff behind and like really, oh yeah like mess with people's stuff and like leave threats and and also people can use the laws to keep people's stuff that they find too like let's say you have a safe with two hundred dollars in it and the police are investigating you they can confiscate that two hundred dollars and like never give it back to you yeah that stuff makes me crazy that stuff makes me crazy like where the cops will take your sports car if you met a drug dealer once in your life and they get to keep the sports car, that that stuff without like search and seizure and all that stuff just flies out the window. I hate that stuff. Yeah. All right. So she answers the door. Raffaella does, the mother of Allie, whose daughter is on this team. Okay. She's like, what an actual hell is going on? She's arguing with the cops at the door. Um, and one of the cops says to her, How's it going to feel when you're in every newspaper known as the soccer mom who harasses juveniles? And he also told her to get right with God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, huh? So in the criminal complaint, there is a police officer named Matthew Rice, R-E-I-S-S, in the Hilltown Township Police Department. And he, believing little Maddie to be telling the truth if she wasn't vaping in that video, he declared the video of Maddie had all the hallmarks of a deep fake and that Raffaella had somehow managed to create this deep fake video in order to mess with Maddie. Now, there's a lot of questions that come up. My first question is not how, but why, right? Give me the motivation. What in the fuck? So the daughter, Allie, is like, first of all, we get along. I get along with Maddie. We're friends. It's not like there was some sort of a weird competition. It wasn't like the thing in Texas with Wanda Holloway where she wanted this girl's mother dead because she wanted her daughter on the squad. They're both on the squad. They're both on the squad. It was like, we're both on here. We're doing our thing. But the police, and one of the things I can't stand the police and DAs do is they get to just make up a motive. They just get to go, oh, this is what it must be. So they were saying it must be some sort of revenge thing or trying to get back at her because your daughter had a falling out with her or you want her to get kicked off the team so that your daughter could take her spot on top of the pyramid. I don't know. But they're just making up motives. They were grasping at straws because they, number one, believed Maddie. Like Maddie denying being the vapor in that video is what they based their entire world around in this case. You can see where the problem might come in, right? Well, yeah, and I still can't get over the fact, like, 
I tried to talk my mom through what a URL was and how to type a, you know, a website yeah. into a browser. Yeah. So I'm like, whose mom? Yeah. I don't even care if they're a generation after me. Whose mom can do that kind of deep fake video? Right. right. Well, not just whose mom. Somebody, it's yeah. who. It's who. Like, how many people on planet Earth are that good in order to create a video that is that good right now? How many people on planet Earth? It turns out it's not very many people right now. Last year, especially. But every year gets better and better. But a year ago, a year and a half ago, mm, you know. This not is a special people. service you would have to purchase, probably. Yeah. Now, there are apparently somewhere online places where you just like you can hire a hitman, you can hire people to do this, right. and they will make your deep fake videos as close as they can. But the problem is, it's easier to do it with a celebrity, uh, someone especially who's in television and film, because there's a lot of available material of their facial expressions doing everything you can think of, right? I didn't see the video, but apparently there's a really funny deep fake of Tom Cruise playing golf or something and saying funny things. And it's, uh, it's all deep fake, but it looks really real. But that's because he's been in film for the last 30 years of his life or however long. And you have him doing every possible facial expression and turning his head this way. And right, that, right. Right. So when the people are creating the algorithms, that's what they're trying to do is put together every possible thing they could do with that face that they have. And even if someone ages, the points of their face don't change. It's like facial recognition stuff, you know? So here's where we went with this. So that was back last year and the news went all over the world. It really did. I mean, it was all over the world. Mom, deep fake videos, cheerleading right. rival. I saw it too. I saw yes. it. Yes, all over. Well, did you ever know what happened with it? Do you ever know no, the, it just the went resolution away. of it? It just went away. It just went away. Why did it just go away? It's a good question. I didn't question it. Because it was all bullshit. You know, this is the thing that bugs me about our culture. We love to put people's pictures in the paper for committing crimes. And we love to sort of perp walk people and all that. But then when it turns out to be false, nobody wants to retract anything. Everybody wants to sweep it under the rug. But the problem is the thing that people remember is that you got perp walked. They don't remember that you got exonerated because it never gets promoted. Yes, exactly. People don't come back and, and say, remember that story about the crazy ass shit? No, they're just moved on to that next crazy ass shit. So one of the things I think I'm going to do is I'm going to do a poll on my Instagram and our now fear this podcast Instagram and see if people, do you remember the story, but do you know how it ended? Do you know what the resolution of it is? Or where is this woman now? And here's what happened. This entire case was built on nothing. Maddie, oh yeah, she vaped in that fucking video. That was her. She just was going to the ends of the earth to deny it, just to keep her place in that cheerleading team. Yes. And the police, according to multiple sources, the police work was ridiculously sloppy. And that in order to spot a quote-unquote deep fake i mean to really really get it there's only a few people on earth who could figure it out like who know exactly how to go about investigating whether or not it's a deep fake or it's real and this guy looked at it and was like eh, looks right to me let's what are we even doing here that's a deep fake he just said it like it was fact but it wasn't it wasn't and so people who in the time since then have looked at the video people who know what they're doing the experts in the world know what they're doing have not only said 
this is a real video as far as I can tell. Like they can't declare that Maddie actually did it, right? But they can say this is not deep fake from what we can tell. Not only that, but the idea that this, you know, suburban mom in the midst of all the other shit that's going on in her life and her world and we're in COVID. I mean, she's got, right. she's homeschooling her kids right now. Like there's still that stuff going on. Making deep and fake videos. She, she taught herself how to deep fake fucking videos vaping with absolutely no real motive that they can even cling to. Like right. there's nothing real. It's all made up. It's all built on this house of cards that is just, that just collapsed. There's even more, okay? So according to... Cosmo, the sloppy police work didn't end there. Now, remember our buddy Matthew Rice, who said, who declared that Maddie was vaping? The, the vaping video had all the hallmarks of a deep fake. He just said, oh, oh, I just gave it the eyeball test. I believe the cute little blonde girl, you know, over reality. And the criminal complaint against Raffaella says that the threatening text she sent to Maddie, or they, they referred to those threatening texts. But to this day, the department has never provided evidence of their existence to Raffaella or her legal counsel or even to the public. Where are these fucking things, right? So a digital forensics expert testified um, that he made a complete copy of, of Raffaella's confiscated electronics. He said that there were no deep fakes, pictures of any of the girls on the cheerleading squad, no evidence of texts to the girls, or any evidence of apps used to create deep fakes or used to create nudes. So whose word are we believing over here? You have, you have all this mountain of evidence that COVID is real, people are dying and vaccines work. And yet people go, well, I know a guy who knew a guy who got divorced because his balls exploded. And then that's all of a sudden all that matters to you. Like, which right. are you going to believe? Well, our guy, Matthew uh, Rice over here, he's got other issues. Um, early on in these proceedings in 2020, Rice was arrested on multiple felony counts of possession of child porn. Of course. Now, is he going to claim that that was deep fake? That those weren't really children on the videos on his computer? This was a police officer investigating computer-based video sex crimes. He resigned from the department, but all of his reports and the stuff that he said still is on the official record of this case. Can you fucking believe that? I'm sorry. Everything hopefully he ever touched should go away. Huh? Yeah, hopefully this mom is going to sue the crap out of these. It's incredible. So here we go. A Hilltown Township police detective admitted on the stand in the hearing that he had never even bothered to look at maddie's phone think about that her phone is the one that started all this where she says she was receiving threatening messages right all the stuff and the only thing that came to light about any actual messages that were sent to this girl maddie is this it came to light that one of the harassing supposed harassing text messages received by maddie that all it said was bark bark rough rough with a poop emoji is that threatening had actually been traced to a person in her high school named ethan a 17 year old high school kid so we are we know of one text message <laughs> that she actually got and we know exactly who sent it and all apparently it said was bark bark rough rough poop emoji 
Right, and do you really think this like pedophile wouldn't have looked through her phone? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Isn't that fucking weird? Well, maybe he wasn't into. She was older, so maybe he was. Well, into- I don't know. Child porn could be sixteen and under. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know what that. Is. I mean, there's a lot of legal whatevers. Who knows what gets him off? You know, that's just ugh. Well, so they have dropped all of the complaints against her, all the charges regarding a deep fake video that is completely gone. None of that's real. But the part that remains is the harassing. Now, what's unclear in the the months since, in the years since, is whether or not she actually, what it seems like she might have done is to tell the moms. This girl's in trouble. Your daughters are smoking at the beach. Like, it seems like that might be what she was doing. But they're getting actually revenge on her for tattling. Yeah, but like seeing, like sending videos or creating these nudes or these whatevers, like, that's such a leap further than just telling a mom, by the way, your daughter calls herself attention whore 69 on Grinder or whatever the fucking app is. I don't even know. <laughs> Here's a, okay, just let's just do an old person alert. You can apply okay. the proper like signal or siren. But like, we're all very focused on changing how our parents raised us because I, recently spent some some time on a trip with some parents and they were relating to me how they discipline their children like they do timeouts they don't spank and so I was just curious I was asking like okay does timeout really work like it seems like it wouldn't work to me but I was just thinking about how we just have really whole cloth tried to change everything and like one thing that I've noticed that's changed when I was a kid like if if you were a mom you would be mrs harris right i wouldn't call you becky you know but now kids like five-year-olds they call you by your first name and they treat you like you're just a big version of them mm-hmm. i've just noticed that and it's that's true. It's very true yeah i'm not being judgmental per se although i am prone to it i guess i'm just saying like <laughs> that when kids are disrespectful towards adults it comes from somewhere I would have never thought like there were moms when I was growing up that were jerks you know they were always tattling they were always in someone's business I remember one year I was an alternate on the track team and this one girl in my class and I had a personal conflict and um just the mom was taking it personally and at one point she told me I needed to get out of the team track picture because I was an alternate and I didn't deserve to be in the team track picture. But there are moms, there are parents that do crappy stuff like that. It's like, okay, mom, you need to go after a 12 year old because you're, you know, give me a break. Yeah. So I can see where a kid might go, this mom is a jerk, right? But you had enough respect for adults that you wouldn't personally go after an adult. You know, it's like, I just hear stories more and more of young people targeting the parents of somebody or an adult. And it's very odd to me Uh because there was, so I just wonder how much of this, this like, we're all friends, you know, and taking away some of the formal things that we used to have is affecting how adults and kids interact with each other. Yeah, I don't know. I wondered about that a little bit because um, I think 
there's there's that snowplow parent thing where you just plow ahead to get everything out of the way of your kid you know Mm -hmm. but I don't know I don't know man if you're the mom of this girl Maddie and you go well Maddie says it's not me that's not her well you're gonna believe her like kids vape kids smoke kids are assholes they do stupid shit you're gonna go I'd rather believe somebody deep faked this it's like just live in reality live in reality good much but you know the reverse of that is even if I was in the right my parents would believe that I did something to contribute to whatever happened to me right right I guess it's just about finding a balance you know but like to a certain extent I mean this is what contributes in a lot of ways to kids being abused and not saying anything to anyone is because they don't think they're going to be believed Mm -hmm. so maybe in a way I understand Maddie's mom to a certain extent but the police I don't get oh right right. you know you know what I'm saying well the articles basically speculated that this is a cute blonde blue-eyed cheerleader and that the police were just bending over backwards to believe every word she has to say you know, it's another example of white privilege that, you know, this miniature Karen was going to bend reality around herself, you know, and, and she couldn't do it without the help of the police, you know? Now I'm, I'm only saying this because the experts who looked at the video essentially have said this, this is a girl vaping. That's what this is a video of. This is not altered reality, deep fake stuff. However, look out (laughs) because this is according to Vice. Experts in this field that they talked to in this article have predicted that in, in as soon as five years or so, as the deep fake technology gets easier and more user friendly and people, yeah, that even amateurs will be able to create counterfeit deep fake videos that look very realistic. And videos won't even have to be that good to implicate someone in a crime or mm. exonerate them of a crime because just like the homeboy who had the porn on his computer police aren't trained to tell the difference and neither are local prosecutors trained to tell the difference the technology has gone past what our cops are trained for right now and like i said in some of these articles they reference the same experts on deep fake technology because there's so few of them in the world who are that good at it, who can actually tell you whether or not something is real. This is interesting stuff. So the oxygen theory says that if you try and debunk a falsehood, you're actually giving it oxygen and you give it more attention. And whatever you pay attention to gets bigger and bigger. Whereas if you ignore it, it gets smaller and smaller. So that's true. And like I said about the Streisand effect, when she tried to keep reporters from showing photos of her home, people wanted to see photos of her home even more. Or Martha Stewart, regardless of what you think about Martha Stewart, just this is why you don't sue people. The National Enquirer or somebody said that she was insane, crazy. So she sued them for saying that. And then they got to go to court and get every psychological test you'd ever had and every medical record of ever because they were trying to prove their case that she was crazy. Right. This is why you just let it lie. You just go away. Just let it go away sometimes, right? So the liar's dividend is really interesting. And it's coined by lawyers Robert Chesney and Danielle Citron. It's a great name, um, which suggests this. In addition to fueling the flames of falsehoods, debunking efforts actually legitimize the debate over the veracity. This creates smoke and 
fans suspicion among at least some in the audience that there might well be something true about the claim, which is the dividend that is paid to the perpetrator of the lie. See, see what I'm saying? I get it, yeah. Okay. So deep fakes, in other words, can be weaponized to undermine the truth. So what happens is deep fakes don't just make things look real. They also make real things look fake because we start questioning real things by saying they're fake, which is what happened in the 2016 election and happened in all of Trump's presidency is he called everything fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news, which makes people who listen to that go, oh, well, I have to question the news and the facts aren't the facts and they have alternate facts and reality is not reality. And all of a sudden we're living in the upside down. That's what's so dangerous about that. The the fake news, the, the calling things fake news that are not if you disagree with something that doesn't make it fake, if you don't want it published, that doesn't make it fake, it's not fake. Fake news is stuff like this, the altering videos or Photoshopping something onto something. That's fake news. That's not what we're dealing with when we talk about journalism and real journalism, you know? But the liar's dividend theory, I think is really interesting. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it is. I think it is interesting. And when I was growing up, there was always this thing like, if you didn't do something and somebody accused you of it, you just sucked it up and right. you never said anything about it and you just hope that it went away. But I can see how some people just reach a breaking point. You think about somebody like Tom Cruise, for instance, who has repeatedly denied rumors about his sex life. And he just got to a point where he just couldn't take it anymore. So he sued. And I don't know the truth about Tom Cruise's sex life. I don't care. I can think of fewer things that I care less about than Tom Cruise and his sex life. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But there are plenty of instances where just falsehoods about people just continue to be repeated again and again. And then it becomes the only thing about them. And they want to speak up. So I totally get that. I get both views on it. But I do think that if something is not valid, if you can just brush it off and not give it validity. So I mean, a lot of the times the debunking does have an opposite effect. Um, yeah. But the issue with the deep fake videos is how are they supposed to battle that? Here's the video of like somebody doing a crime or being exonerated for a crime because here's a videoed alibi of them across town the night of the murder right. and they weren't there. Like this is the thing that makes it possible for conspiracy theories to flourish. It makes it possible for people to still believe in the flat earth theory. So this does tie into it. We, uh, we have to fundamentally change our way of thinking as a society. So we have to stop thinking about always winning an argument no matter what. Oh, and that's part of the problem with the police and prosecution is the winning mentality, right? So there's a video. It shouldn't be, I nailed that sucker because I got a video or whatever. It should be, Let's go to the ends of the earth to make sure that this is legitimate. But then, I know I keep saying, but I know you're right. I know you're, I completely agree with you. But the problem is there's going to be 30% of the population who will always believe that it's because the video that didn't correspond with what I believe, that's, that's fake. And the fact that deep fake exists and will exist to such a degree in the next five years that reality can be shifted is terrifying to me. That's that was kind of the whole point of the. the but don't little, you uh, think? But don't you think people will? I mean, people are already sort of revolting against cancel culture, right? Which is kind of in the same vein. In many ways, it's like an overreaction, and I think 
that these deep fake videos and stuff, if they become more prominent, people are going to scrutinize videos more. Just like when someone gets called out for a joke they said 20 years ago or whatever. In the beginning, it was like, well, burn them at the stake. And then now it's like, well, wait a second. I don't think people have the time, the energy, the desire to investigate anything. All they want to do is go... Oh my God, that's wrong. Fake news. Where's the next video that I can watch? That's, you know, and then it's uh, like, maybe you're right. Maybe that's you're part right. of the issue, right? Is, is, does deep fake videos, do deep fake videos shift our reality on its axis? Is it, does right. it just, so you need, because that's yeah, what it feels get, like. You need to get deep fake insurance, right? Right. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and watch somebody who's jerking off because they called me on Instagram for 15 seconds. Like, I'm probably going to turn that off pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm probably, see, that's the thing. If somebody called me on Instagram and I answered and they were jerking off, I'd be like, oh my gosh. I'd be like, James, you got to come in here. <laughs> this crazy woman is jerking off on Instagram. You got to see this. <laughs> that's probably what I would do. <laughs> And so this this would be blackmailer. This would be blackmailer is like doing her best work, and she looks up, and then there's you and James's faces right there. Yeah, we're just we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is the best part of our week. (laughs) Like, wait, stop. Do we have to pay for this? Because you know, it seems like this should be a free one. (laughs) So if everyone who's on your Facebook or your Instagram gets a message. With you and James engaging in some sort of Instagram video sex, we should just go, oh, well, that's them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't want to dismiss it. I definitely think it's an issue. I mean, I think there's all sorts of things that even DNA and different things can be used nefariously. Like, there's nothing that's, that's, I mean, that's the problem with the death penalty, right? Like, there's nothing that's like for sure guaranteed there's very few situations where it's all we got this person for sure guaranteed so so yeah I mean it's definitely a concern yeah it's a weird story and and the thing that I above all of it and was really interested in for me is that I remember the beginning of the story and I didn't know the end or what's now right. you know, apparently we're closing part of the chapter of that book we don't care about the end we just care about is, the salacious part yeah I would have told you I knew that story backwards and forwards and I didn't and I am pretty informed and I try and keep up with weird crime shit online and I didn't know the end of the story I didn't know things had taken that turn and they dropped those charges so you know maybe maybe if you become interested in the beginning of the story maybe you should be interested in the end of the story like 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 the stuff with the tragic story of Gabby Petito and her fucking asshole apparent murderer right but what if it turns out it wasn't him what if there is some guy that you find out was in the van or followed them or whatever, right? right? What if there's some weird story that comes in and all somewhere of a sudden, else and killed him, went back and got her? Yeah, that's the thing that's like, let's recheck this. Let's check back in on those stories that really just covered all of the front pages of the clickbait interwebs right now. You know, like let's check yeah. check back in. You know, maybe not be so eager. And thank God for Cosmo. I mean, this was really really eye opening because I the headline was you know the weird story of the deep fake cheerleading is even weirder than you think and I was like what and I was shocked that it turns out it was a stupid cop believed this little girl and apparently had child porn in his own house it's like this stuff is like important 
Yeah, and I wish we would all just not be so eager to convict people through the media of things. Mm-hmm. Just take into consideration the situation and like if you're going to have a strong view on it, then maybe know something about it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all. I feel like people take positions on all sorts of things and they literally know nothing about it. Like, yeah, actually zero that's, about it. That's that's our favorite pastime, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, why take the effort to go and do more work, especially if it might give you dissonance and you might be required to either change your mind or, you know, hate the person who wrote it. Right. Right. Um, so. I'm ready to start wrapping this up, but I wanted to yeah. um, read a message just because I thought it was a nice message. Well, Tara, um, I love nice messages. So a couple of weeks ago, we did an episode entitled, Don't They Have Dental Care in Prison? All about boxer Christy Martin and her abusive marriage to this absolute monster. <laughs> and no, I'm just remembering why you, why you named label. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not sure they have like cosmetic dental care in prison, but um i'm not talking about cosmetic i'm just talking about any level any of care. dental care well if it's so any far dental gone, care i don't think he had care in his actual life before prison so i don't know he was the worst human being if y'all haven't watched that movie deal with the devil the documentary it's a it's an episode essentially of a series of sports Untold. documentaries on netflix i'm trying to be like 30 for 30 and they're really good i love sports documentaries. really really they're good, good. they're I'm- really good I just saw the recent one on the Trashers. The oh, I don't. I, there's a new one. Oh, I don't know. I need to go watch. Oh it my gosh, one. you got to watch it. It is okay. so good. When you watch it, just tell me if that wouldn't make a good movie. Okay. Um. Okay. So, on my Instagram, the Voracious Voyager, I put something on there that I said in the episode that I've been saying for years. It's one of my mantras: never stay in a relationship because you're scared of what can happen if you leave. Leave because you're scared of what will happen if you stay. And that episode, we talked a lot about relationship red flags and and things that are like um, not not to victim blame, but for people who are now potentially um, getting into relationships or are already in bad marriages that are dangerous to them, that where their safety is at risk. Here's some things that you can look out for and, and ways you can try and escape and look for help. And on our website, fearthispodcast.com, on the webpage for that episode, I have like a lot of different resources, places that you can reach out to and find online, or you can call or you can send a text message. And anyway, so just a brief little message on when I was referencing that episode on my Instagram, the username Mary B. Slammon, which I think is funny, um, just listened to your episode about this Christy Martin case. And she just says, Please continue to advocate and empower those around you. And then with a, a little love um, emoji with little hearts um, around the face. And I said, well, that's nice to say, you know, can I read this on the show? And I think things like that, first of all, it's nice to hear because you always think, well, I hope that people are receiving this message in the way that we're trying to send it, right? That it isn't empowering and that it is a way of trying to frame it where you do have the ability to escape. If you are in something that is terrible, you can get out. There's a choice to leave and you can make that choice. So I think that just somebody saying that I think is really, really neat, you know? Yeah. So I just wanted Thank to acknowledge Mary. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. We're, we will try and keep up the, the empowering side of things too. Um, so I would suggest that just between you and me and the people listening, um, 
let's let's do like some really serious murder next week we haven't done real serious yeah. murder in a while we need to yeah, we, we need to get back into that yeah. i mean we did some real serious texas murders so yeah. maybe we need to like maybe we'll go state by state because there's some fucked up murders we had some state. we had some pretty rough murders we needed just to have a palate cleanser you know with some like murder light <laughs> yeah. maybe life ruining things yeah things that you know but not like life ending things right 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 um, so hey if you want to send us an instagram or go to our website fearthispodcast.com and send us a message about something that you might want to hear us talk about that would be cool too we'll take suggestions our facebook yep. page now fear this podcast and our instagram now fear this podcast uh, that'd be great we'd love to hear you know if there's something in particular you want to hear us give the snarky now fear this treatment to we can yeah. we'll, we'll do that for you um and i just today looked and we have new listeners in the netherlands hey right. netherlands love the netherlands um oregon and uh we have it's been all this time we finally have listeners in oregon and mississippi so awesome. hi y'all <laughs> that's where my people are from mississippi y'all to be listening really um people are from mississippi my mom's people yeah. mississippi yeah. jackson clinton area yeah is sweden a part of the netherlands or is the netherlands something different is that a serious question <laughs> Is that a serious question? No, no, of course not. <laughs> it's just like when I, this is like when I was at your house and I said, I, I said, you said I could have eggs any style. And I said, egg whites, egg whites scramble. And you're like, you're joking, right? I'm like, yeah, sure. I want the whole yolk. <laughs> you would come to my house in Montana and ask for egg whites. <laughs> I, I'm serious. It was like that Pace commercial where everybody was like, get a rope. <laughs> Sauce. Uh, oh Good. lord okay um so got please. the netherlands lost the netherlands <laughs> yeah netherlands are like that's the last damn episode i have <laughs> um so thank you all for listening listen we really appreciate it i don't know if we say it enough but the people who listen repeatedly and download us and listen to us all the way through some of these episodes that i maybe i wouldn't even listen to all the way through because we get we our wheels come off sometimes but thanks and I hope you're catching our vibes. And if you really feel it, then go and uh, give us a good review on uh, Apple Podcasts and we'll read it on the show. I'd love to read it on the show. So yeah. don't think of it as stars. Think of it as like five good vibes that you're giving us. Yes, five steps up. I'm fine with four. <laughs> we need to do that five steps up thing again. We never, we, we stopped oh, doing yeah. that. Give us five steps up. It's like this, this particular crime, I would give like two stabs. You know, this was not like that. Maybe even a one step because it wasn't really a crime. Yeah, on the um, COVID episode, I would say everybody needs two steps at least. <laughs> <laughs> two steps. And you're good. <laughs> all right. So that's all I got on deep fake. And, and um, I don't really want anybody to deep fake any videos of me or Marie doing anything weird. Yeah. I don't Marie know. might, but it's I don't. not really a fear of mine, but it makes me want to deep fake you. Oh, I don't. I'm not fearing somebody doing it to me. I want to do it. I'm fearing that. Yeah, please do it to me and have me doing something really fucking awful. That'd be great. I'm just fearing something with a cat for sure. No. Well, no, no, like not, not bad to a cat, but you know, you acting like a crazy cat lady. Oh, like, so my daily life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there and talk to you.
you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.